My name is Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hey bloggers, it's Wednesday. Today I want to talk to you about email deliverability, specifically when it comes to picking a custom or a shared IP address. For those of you who don't know what I mean, uh, an IP address is a, let's say, a digital ID. I think that's the best way to describe it. And when it comes to email, it does two things. First of all, it tells um, it, or it showcases rather the path that an email takes from the sender to the receiver. But the other thing that it does is it carries with it um, a historical, let's call it a reputation. Uh, how does that sound? Do I sound like a Swifty now? Uh, a historical reputation that um, lets the servers know how engaged you as a uh, your email list is you as the the sender so it's really important when it comes to getting your emails delivered in the right box not the spam box um it's one of those really really important considerations and so you might think automatically oh well i need to be uh, in control of this i need a custom ip address and i want to argue that most of us probably don't. So we don't have one. When somebody gets my newsletter, uh, the from address is uh, Leslie at 365 Atlanta Traveler. But if you open that newsletter, you'll see it says via drip email something, drip, usually dripemail.com or dripemail1 or 2.com, indicating the server that it comes from, because drip is the name of the email system that I use. So let's talk about the difference between those. The custom IP address, where it would come from uh, the 365 Atlanta Traveler um, URL instead of the drip URL, is, uh, is, is fine. It's good. It just requires a lot of work. As you can imagine, having full control over something also means you have full responsibility for it, right? And there are some things that you need to consider in order to make sure that your emails are being delivered uh, appropriately and, and in the best way possible. So when you're using a shared domain from your email management system, it usually means that you are on a server with a lot of other people. And I think most reputable uh, EMS email management system softwares kind of group people with like sizes, like deliverability, like engagement on the same server. They try to. Um, and then also they tend to uh, use multiple servers. Um, so your um, your risk of, of issue is is lowered. And it's also, you know, when you become a new new sender, it it helps you out, um, but it it also safeguards you um, as well because the email management system is managing that server. 
So what do I mean by management? Well, this is this is why we just use the default, the shared IP, because they manage this, what the things I'm about to share with you. And if you went with a custom IP, you would have to manage it. So what are those things? Well, in my opinion, the most important thing is the IP reputation. Are you sending spam indicators based on one of the primary things being your engagement level? And you have to um, you have to make sure that that is constantly, constantly being monitored and being checked. And usually you have to invest in some sort of um, what are called postmaster tools in order to do that. Now, I have not ever done this. I have no idea what a postmaster tools uh, management entails, but I know there are people whose entire careers are... Um, uh, managing those. So it doesn't sound simple. Uh, the other thing you need to do is make sure that you're following the email industry standards on your server, that your um, authentication protocols, that's like the, the DMARC and uh, SPF, and there's another one, um, D, uh, DKIM, that those are all, uh, protocols are all running consistently all the time without issue. And uh, again, when you are running on a shared IP address, your your ESP, your email management system is monitoring that. It will not monitor that for you if you're on a custom uh, IP address. So what do you need to do or when when should you consider it? So I, I um, did some research and I discovered that the basic recommendation is if you have the minimum threshold is about 250,000 emails a month that you're sending. We're, we might be close to that, um, but it, it's a minimum threshold. It's not a recommended threshold. Uh, I, I think that, um, our, um, our emails are not so sophisticated. I think they're pretty sophisticated, but I don't think they're so sophisticated, so complex that, um, that we would consider moving. Um, I don't have, uh, the bandwidth, um, and I don't know that it's financially uh, a good idea for us, especially because I think we're getting fantastic deliverability rates um, with on the shared IP. Uh, but if you are doing that, and honestly, even if you aren't, if you just want to see your deliverability increase, you need to make sure you've segmented your audience really well, that they're highly engaged, that they're active, that you're purging um, people who aren't opening uh, your emails, and that you are using good, um, what would I, what would I call them, re-engagement campaigns to get people uh, back in the loop. And I've talked about a couple of those in some recent episodes. But you just want to make sure that uh, if you choose to go with a custom IP address that you understand it's not it's not just about whether you want that in the inbox to indicate that it came from you and not from whatever tool you're using it's something much more um, complex and critical uh, a consideration and if you're having deliverability issues right now with your shared IP which which is the default so if you haven't ever done anything it's likely you're on the shared IP. Moving to a custom IP is not going to fix that problem. And if you're considering moving to a custom IP and you have that problem, 
you've got to fix that problem before you move to the custom IP because you'll get flagged there as well. And it'll be much more difficult um, to uh, address that problem on your own. So I would encourage you, if you're using a shared IP, you're thinking about a custom IP, you absolutely, if you have less than 250,000 cents a month, it's not worth it. If you do have more than that, then you have, you might want to consider it, look at it. Um, but I think for most of the people who are listening, it's just not the right idea. And if you have set up a custom IP and you haven't been managing it, uh, and you're, especially if you're having deliverability issues or engagement issues, or you have, you know, you haven't been monitoring it, then it might be time to consider moving back to the shared IP in order to increase your deliverability. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.